Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And uh, God, I hope I don't get a copyright strike for that. <laughs> uh, hey, happy Star Wars Day. Uh, may the fourth be with you. Uh, this week's episode is a real fun one. I've had it kind of sitting in the can for quite a quite a few weeks and uh, saving it for a special occasion. But uh, I'm sitting down with my good friend and coworker Jeremy Meyer, host of Shelf Podcast. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Shelf Podcast is a podcast where uh, he sits down and he. I don't know where he finds them, but he he gets these movie scripts for movies that either didn't get made or movies that got made significantly different from what the the original script was reading. And it's super interesting to kind of hear, you know, the the stories of like what could have been. This week we sat down and uh, we read the script of what would have been uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And uh, in my personal opinion, I think it was a significantly better movie. But hey, can't think about that. Think about what we got appreciate what we got and uh you know growing up i was always a huge star wars fan uh may not be the biggest star wars nerd out of like people that i know but you know i pretty much watched those original trilogy uh vhs tapes religiously that and you know the indiana jones movies that's pretty much all i watched as a kid that and wrestling obviously but uh this is super interesting uh listen so if you're interested in that keep on going but before we go any further i want to give a shout out to my patreon supporters uh glenn smith thank you so much you are the man and my new patreon supporter jacob martinez somebody i known for a long time uh i personally i know him as chongo uh thank you guys so much uh i appreciate you know you guys giving me your hard-earned money for me talking uh alone sometimes but thank you thank you thank you um if you're not already following follow my the podcast show on on Twitter, the or sorry, my Violet podcast. Uh, sorry, it's a little early in the morning right now. Uh, but hey, would for uh, without further ado, let's jump into this because I'm excited to listen to this again. So let me know what you guys think. Bye. Sorry, not sorry, because she probably gave us me to begin with. Just this constant back and forth of disease. <laughs> I mean, that's our life at this point. Well, I mean, she works at a daycare, so she's oh, always coming caring. home with that shit. Yeah. All right, we, we ready here? We're gonna yeah. talk some Star Wars. Um, Star Wars. Are we? Has this been recording the whole time? Uh, I was recording a little bit, then I stopped and I started again. We've only been recording for twenty seconds. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. That's this is this is usually how I. Record. I always start recording when people are kind of getting ready. I like that little build up conversation sometimes yeah because sometimes sometimes it just like you just fall into a good story or like a conversation about something and yeah it's a nice like uh soft open well i always oh yeah we might get some noise from some construction going on but just bear with it (laughs) Um, those bastards uh yeah i I always kind of like the like casual intro and that's like all right now we're here to talk about stuff you know you get to know some people (laughs) um which we're here to talk about some star wars star wars stuff this is uh Officially, the crossover episode between yes. My Violet Tendencies and Shelved Podcast. Yeah, uh, My Violet Tendencies available iTunes everywhere. Uh, I've, as far as I know, it's you on Spotify through, through Apple. App, no, I don't think Spotify yet because I think they 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 said something was screwy with my like oh, one, really? one of the files that I tried to upload. And oh, okay. but for sure, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, and. I don't know. It's funny because like it went up on on Google without me like doing it. 
I I remember I physically went and did my Google one, but I don't even know how that works now. Yeah, I, it just does it by itself. I yeah. think with, with with the the feed. The RSS feed, it just yeah. doesn't... I don't know. I'm speaking French to myself because yeah. I don't I don't know I, how any of this works. I've fi- just been figuring it all out. So, yeah, we're, cr- we're crossing over. So, you can you can find that everywhere. You can find me everywhere, the Shells podcast for the My Violent Tendency listeners. Yes, if um, there is any. Yeah, but uh, we're, gonna, we're just going to talk about some Star Wars stuff. Um, the sequel trilogy, to begin with. Because The Force Awakens happened, came out, and it was basically just, hey, you know, we're, we're doing the soft reboot. It's a sequel slash the same movie uh, leading into this new trilogy, which at the time, I you know, I I, I, I don't want to say loved The Force Awakens. I, I really liked it. Um, definitely had some sticking points with it, but I think it's a really fun Star Wars movie and I love to go back and watch it. I definitely, uh, I felt the same when it came out. I was like, this was really good. It was like, I was, I was super into it. And then like, Slowly, more people started just being like, "It's just the same movie. It's yeah. it's, it's a new hope, just yes. redone." And then I was kind of like, "Oh, like I, I mean, totally I guess, is, but but it doesn't like take away from it being a good movie. No. Like I think they tell a good story and like they introduce some really cool characters. I remember and, coming out of it like all the new characters are my favorite part, like Ray, Finn, Poe, and all that. Like Kylo Ren, like and, oh, that was all my favorite shit. And I was worried about that. I was very much worried mm-hmm. about like, am I gonna like be into this like? With like it's Star Wars, so I, I'm yeah. gonna like it. But am I gonna like be invested in these characters? Like, or is it gonna be hard for me to kind of like connect with them? But like right away, it was very easy to kind of like yeah, it's enjoy it. It's a f- it's a fun movie, and it feels like a Star Wars movie. And that was the thing; it felt like a continuation, even though it was just kind of echoing the past movie. It did feel different in the sense that like right away they kind of like. They shoehorn in a little bit of comedy into yeah. the movie more so than they'd ever than any of the Star Wars movies really yeah. had. And I, I was kind of like, oh, this is weird, but I kind of like it. Literally, that first scene with Poe when they bring him down is like, who talks first? Do you talk first? Like when Kylo Ren has him, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is like this is gonna be a little different, you know? But it, to me, it works. Yeah, um, it didn't take away from anything. Yeah. yeah so you know, J.J. Abrams directs The Force Awakens. They pass it off to Ryan Johnson. We get The Last Jedi, which I know you... But you've only seen it one time, have you not? Yeah, no, I've only seen it one time. Uh, I will say, I, didn't, I, I don't hate the movie. Mm-hmm. I just... It's my least favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> See, I'm on the other end. It's my like third favorite Star Wars movie. The first time I saw it, I was like... that, And you were there because we saw it together. Like We came out of the theater and I know I just kept repeating in the backseat of the car like man, that was just a weird Star Wars movie. Like, I didn't know what to think about it. And then I saw it again that weekend. And I'm like, okay, like a lot of this sits better with me. And now I've seen it like six times, I think, according to my letterbox. Oh, wow. And it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Like, I think somebody I saw it uh, recently on Twitter put it as like, like, why do you like The Last Jedi so much? And it was like, Star Wars, to me, they were just movies. They were blockbusters. The Last Jedi was a film. Like, it's the first Star Wars movie that challenged what Star Wars can be. Because The Force Awakens, like we just said, it feels like another Star Wars movie. The Last Jedi felt like something different. It's like, hey, we're going to show you that this world isn't so black and white. And, you know, we're going to tell a story that's not a traditional Star Wars story. And I thought the story they told was great. Again, the things with the new characters are my favorite. Ray, Finn, Poe, uh, Kylo Ren. You know, there, is it a perfect movie? No. Like, the casino stuff is always the yeah. part that people come back to. Like, I'm fine with it, but it does... It just it just seemed very much like this whole part did not need to be in the movie. Unless 
because they they there was the whole part where where at the end with the little the little slave boy, yeah, the stable boy or whatever. He yeah. like he kind of like showed showed that he, that he had, had the force or whatever, yeah, which so, plays into the bigger message of that movie. It makes me wonder if that if if may, maybe not specifically that character, but if like something in that that'll be connected to that, which will you know when they start yeah. making more and more Star Wars movies down the, down the line. Uh, if that'll be connected to that or like something, something like that. Yeah. Like I love what that movie said was like, you don't need to be someone to be special. Anybody can be special. Like you don't have to be a fucking Skywalker or blah, blah, blah. And then JJ Abrams said, absolutely fucking not with the rise of Skywalker, but we'll get there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I like that. Like, Hey, you're a nobody. Like my favorite line in that entire movie is after they kill Snoke, which was, I thought a great (laughs) subversion of like, Oh man. Cause to me, Kylo Ren is maybe the best star Wars character of all time. I love him. Yeah. And he's cause he's the most layered character. Like they, there's depth there. They go into, I like what the last Jedi set him up to be, which was he, no, he's going to go be the big villain now. Like he doesn't need Snoke. He doesn't need something else. He was supposed to go on and be the big villain. But they, and it, it's funny too. Cause like, uh, they really showed that he was like, they, they really did a good job of, of showing like this internal struggle with him between good and evil. Yeah. And a lot of, I saw a lot of people being like, Oh, well like, they did the same thing with Darth Vader, and I was like, "Well, not really, not really, and not until the very end of yeah. of of, uh, of Empire, or sorry, of Return of the Jedi, yeah, when he when he tosses uh, the Emperor over the balcony there, like that was like that was the, that was the moment. very quick baby face turn, and yeah. then and then he's just like, "I'm good now," and then everyone's just like, "Oh, yay!" But it's like he was a really bad dude the entire yeah. time, and then just this one moment, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay." And then like the prequels, I didn't think did a do a good job of like showing Anakin like he seemed very just broody yeah and like it was very much just like since especially since you already know how is how this is going to play out yeah you're just seeing I think you're just you're more just waiting for the moment you're more you think you're more or less in the prequel seeing just him devolve into this evil character mm-hmm. as opposed to having like a battle back and forth it was almost as if he was just like this is the this is the road I'm this, meant to yeah, go down yeah this is the path I'm going and there wasn't much struggle about it honestly the clone wars the cartoon does a much better job layering the character of Anakin Skywalker which i know you haven't seen on no of. not yet not yet no but i think that show does a much better job of showing his he he is this great jedi but he has a dark side like the the show does that really well um, so yeah, like, like I said, I was saying that my favorite line in that movie is after Snoke dies and he, Kylo Ren is just like, no, like, come with me. Like, you want to know who your parents are? They're no one. They're, they're nobody's like, they sold you for drinking money or whatever. You're no one, but not to me. Like to him, she was the most important person. Like she, and it didn't matter who she was. And then we get the rise of Skywalker, which I I like it the way I like. See how you you say the Last Jedi is your least favorite Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I think out of the three new ones, Rise of Skywalker is easily my least favorite, but I still like the movie. Um, it just felt like they Disney caved to the backlash to Last Jedi, even though that movie made a ton of money, even though it reviewed well, it has like a ninety eight fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes. They catered towards the angry fan base. Sure, I mean it. it- they probably it probably was being like a little bit shook and and worrying about like oh shit are we gonna like you know lose money on the next one or whatever yeah. like and that's understandable that goes with like any any big company sometimes like can can be shell shocked by their fan base like yeah that. especially 
a large and vast fan base as, as those of Star Wars, like I'm sure that when you know when they talk, they listen yeah. for the most. And it and it's you know obvious here, but um, but no, I I I definitely enjoyed. Uh, I liked Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, there was things that I that I was kind of just like, oh okay, but it's like you kind of just like take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. And and I very much like. I remember when when Eric, one of our coworkers, he said um, he was just like, "What what did you think of it?" And I was just like, "Spoiler free, like opinion." They very much catered to like fan the fans. Yeah, it was very fan serviced, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. But I don't mean I don't mean that as like a knock. Like it was like very fan service, but I was like, "Oh, this is fun. Like yeah. this is like cool. Like with a little Ewok uh, yeah, yeah. cameo at and the end. Like Wicked has a son, you know." Yeah, yeah. It was very much just like. Okay, I see what you're doing here. They're just, they just yeah. they wanted to wrap up everything, especially since this was the end end yeah, of, of the like, Star- Skywalker saga that they they wrapped it up with a nice little bow. Yeah, and like I came out of it as like you know what this is a hundred percent not a sequel to the Last Jedi. I firmly disagree with many of the choices they made, but it does fit with all three movies, and I do enjoy it for what it is, which is a Star Wars movie. And honestly, it would take a lot for me to hate a Star Wars movie, like. People complain about Solo. Solo's fine. Solo's like, fine. I loved Solo. Yeah, like I, for me, it's somewhere in the middle. But um, I still, it's and I've watched it like three or four times. Like I'll watch, I'll throw on Solo every now and then. It's a fun, low stakes movie. Yeah, which I kind of love about it. Um, but yeah, so you know, originally we were going to get a different version of Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, who directed Jurassic World, was originally hired Ooh. to write and direct. Um, and then he got fired slash quit or there's no, depending on who you ask, because he had a movie called the book of Henry that apparently he was very difficult to work with (laughs) because, you know, he left citing creative differences was, you know, what they always say. And, um, he had a movie called the book of Henry that came out and it bombed horribly. And so that was kind of their excuse. It seems like, like, all right, you know, move on. So recently on Reddit, um, allegedly, there's a lot of allegedly with this, because normally like I had a firm rule with my podcast of like, I don't want to cover scripts that I'm not 100% sure are real, but this is, it's, it's been verified by a website called the AV Club, and there was some concept art that came out that Colin Trevorrow verified on Twitter. So I'm like, I'm just going to throw out all the caveats I'm like, hey, this could be total bullshit, but signs point to this seems to be legit. But a Reddit user um, who I have name here, I think he posted a video on YouTube, is Robert oh, sorry, Robert Meyer Burnett. Um, allegedly got his hands on an early draft of Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars Episode Nine, And it was uh, going to be called Duel of Fates. Which, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so he did a little breakdown on here. What I have is his bullet points of the breakdown which is just like hey here's the shit that happened so you haven't seen this at all i have not um i've read a little bit of it so what we're just gonna do is i'm gonna start with he they list the whole opening crawl um and so i'll read that and then we're just gonna go through the bullet points of this script and uh you know i'm gonna i'll read them to you and we'll just we'll talk what we think and be like this is what we could have got we'll see which one might have been more interesting to us by the end of it i'm in let's do it so 
you know, opening crawl. We're getting copyright infringements hitting us now. Oh, no, that's a parody version. We're fine. So the opening crawl, big yellow words. The iron grip of the first order. Well, I guess so you remember the end of The Last Jedi? They're in the cave on Crate, the salt planet. Um, and then that's when Skywalker showed up, but didn't show up. And yes, showed up. Uh, force projection, which was awesome. I, I don't care it. what anybody I says. I that was so cool. Just that musical cue of him walking out to face them, and then you know, fucking, I want every gun. Like just Kylo Ren's anger. He's so good at angry acting. Yeah, uh, Adam Driver is fucking. He carried this franchise. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, uh, they the the resistance escapes. Uh, God, what's her name? Ray. Uh, shuts the door to Kylo Ren because they have that force connection, which, you know, in The Last Jedi, was supposed to be her severing that connection, but then they use it again in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we'll see if it shows up in this one. So, you know, the Resistance takes off, and it's like, hey, we have everything we need to build a new Resistance. So, movie ends. We theoretically have Kylo Ren being the new Supreme Leader of the First Order, and Rey and Leia going off to build a new Resistance. So the opening crawl, the iron grip of the First Order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Determined to suffocate a growing unrest, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighboring systems. Led by General Leia Organa, the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a path to freedom. Organa? Is that Princess Leia's last name? Yeah, because she was adopted by Bail Organa, who was the senator from episode three. Oh, I guess I knew she was not a Skywalker, yeah. technically, but like I didn't I didn't realize what her last well, name was. Well, she is a Skywalker, technically. Well, but, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, but... Yes. Um, I should also <laughs> point out that the script is dated to 12-16-16, which was a week before Carrie Fisher died. Ooh. So allegedly, you know, theoretically, she would have been alive mm. when they did this. So I'll say right away, that... Opening crawl sounds a lot more interesting to me as a Star Wars movie. Oh, absolutely. So basically, the First Order is just taking everything over. Um, sounds like Kylo Ren is, is just the bad guy. He's just wrecking it. Yeah. And, you know, the idea of him cutting off communication between all the planets and stuff, like that puts them in peril. Like, how are they supposed to communicate and, like, coordinate stuff like that? It's just silence. Yeah. So that is way better than the dead speak, which was such a jarring first sentence of <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker. Um, which I should, I didn't say this, the rise of Skywalker to me, the whole Palpatine thing is the worst part of that movie. It just seemed out of nowhere. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's like, like, okay, he's alive. Sure. I saw a quote that JJ is like, oh, well I felt like I had no choice, but to bring him back because this movie needs a villain. It's like, no, Kylo Ren was your villain. You fucked it up. <laughs> like yeah. that's how I saw it. Anyway. Okay. So, so we open up on the Kuwait shipyards, man on a mission style, BBA and Rose Tico, allegedly a character in the script. Uh, are infiltrating Kuwait Moon, where First Order build their ships. Workers are oppressed. There is an orbital ring and moon below it. Finn and Poe are there. No R2 or 3PO. And then Rey arrive, arrives. Man, uh, The plan, send explosives into the power shaft that delivers raw ore into the ring. So they're sabotaging the planet where they build the First Order ships. Uh, the plan goes wrong. Uh, RBM loves that. Oh, that's the guy. Okay. First Order is able to contain the blast. Admiral Vaughn says resistance tactics are pitiful. Rey, disguised as a Tusken Raider, is revealed to have crafted her own weapon, a double-bladed lightsaber, hybrid of her staff, and Luke's cracked saber. Ooh, that so, sounds awesome. All yeah. right. 
So that was what I actually thought was going to happen. Because in The Last Jedi, you know, they both try to grab the lightsaber and it breaks in half. Mm-hmm. And she has the bottom half and you can see the crystal in there. And then in The Rise of Skywalker, she just has the saber. Like no no indication that it was ever broken. Right. And I always thought like, oh, well, she's just going to take her staff and turn it into a light. Which she does in the end of Rise of Skywalker. But in this, it's just she has a blue double-bladed lightsaber made out of her staff. That, so, would been, that would have been really cool to see. Yeah, already. And, I, and they had that like moment in the trailer where she had the the double sided uh, red the red one, one. and then everyone's like, "Oh my god, what's well, gonna happen?" But it's literally just in a fucking vision. Yeah, there was so much stuff in that trailer that you're like, "Oh, are they gonna do some crazy shit in this movie?" And it's like, "No, they're gonna do exactly what you think they're gonna do." Uh, so they battle, and Poe, Finn, Rose, Ray, and BB-8 steal a star destroyer and escape. Okay. So this is as far as I've read into this. So this is more. This all this is all gonna be new to me as well. Uh, the Knife Nine, a ship containing the Knights of Ren, arrives at Kuwait, uh, Atasca, question mark. Uh, Ren kills Admiral Vaughn for his failure. So Admiral Vaughn was the guy running the planet or whatever. Um, so we get our introduction to the Knights of Ren, who, you know, who are awesome. Yeah. Well, they kind of just show up to po- uh, somebody said it. It's pose like a boy band on top of the rocks in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um yeah, characters that probably should have gotten more. But, I mean, that part I will fault Ryan Johnson for. He didn't <laughs> use them at all. Um, cut to Coruscant. No longer a vibrant city. The new structures are built atop the Art Deco structure of the Old Republic, occupied by the First Order now. They have a Citadel Palace there. Citizens are scavengers now. Hux is Chancellor Hux and is addressing Bisk Kova, a traitor who helped the Resistance steal the Star Destroyer. Kova is executed with a light blade guillotine. Guillotine, sorry. Uh, Hux and Commander Selleck have a meeting with several alien warlords uh, owed to the New Hope Imperial Council scene when they're in the Death Star talking about that shit. Um, The First Order has allies. They are aware of Rey being the last Jedi. The Council wants to know, where is Kylo Ren? He is missing. Hux only knows that he has gone searching for something of greater power. Cut to Mustafar. So this, you saw, I believe, um, this scene I'm familiar with is part of that concept art that shows uh, Kylo Ren talking to some weird like alien coming out of a swamp type thing. Did you see that? Uh, I don't know if I saw that. Okay. It's, it's, it was like kind of all over because the art book for rise of Skywalker is coming out and there's concept art in it from this version. Oh, okay. So I believe what we're about to read is kind of what they're talking about. Um, so cut to Mustafar. Kylo Ren is alone uh, except for a Darth Maul esque droid. He has uh Stubble indicating he's been searching for a long time. Ren is being haunted by Luke's force ghost. So, Luke, this is where your path leads. An empty tomb. Kylo, where did your path lead? Uh, Luke is trying to convince him to go back to Leia. Kylo, I'm going to be more powerful than any Jedi, even you. So, I love the idea of the force ghost just like popping up wherever. Yeah. It's such a, like when, when, when uh, Ray was throwing all the stuff into the burning tree. Yeah. And then he just like shows up and to like the catches lightsaber. it. And I was like, what a very convenient uh, thing to put in the movie to like continue the story. But we, I was like, eh, I'm into it. Yeah. And we also really need to establish the powers of force ghosts because like, oh, they can touch stuff now. And then yeah. he can use the force to raise the ship. It's like, why don't all force ghosts just go kill bad guys? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what are they doing? Yeah. So I like the idea of him just like kind of following him and not like taunting him, but trying to like talk him back it's also it also could be considered like um just visions or like just him it's happening in, yeah. in kylo's head not necessarily him actually similar to the scene in rise of skywalker where he talks to han 
Correct. Yeah. But I mean, obviously he's a Jedi, so he can be a force ghost. So, um, so, all right. So we're in Vader's temple because his, we saw in Rogue One, his castle was on Mustafar, which would have been a good connection between Rogue One and this as well. Mm. Um, Invader's temple, Kylo finds a Sith holocron, which reveals a hologram of Palpatine. Uh, the recording is for Vader. Palpatine has a contingency for Vader. If Luke kills him, Vader is to take Luke to the Remnicor system to see Tor Valum, master of the Sith and Palpatine's teacher. First problem with this Palpatine's teacher was Darth Plagueis. I didn't know that, but go ahead. Well, they, Continue. so in episode three, he talks about Darth Plagueis, you know, the wise, he was the one who could, uh, use the force to prevent people from dying. He, it's what he uses to like taunt Anakin to the dark side. And then there was a Darth Plagueis novel that came uh, out okay. in the, the book series. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, he maybe he had more than one master or maybe, cause I mean, it's never definitively said that like, Oh, Darth Plagueis was his master. It was just like, so oh, t- one of his teachers. Yeah. So may, maybe there's just another teacher. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt there. So after the scanning, uh, the holocron explodes and releases red lightning, which burns Kylo, who screams. So Kylo's getting a little more fucked up because he already had the scars on his face. Yeah, just getting the shit under the stick constantly. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the Resistance base on Core Aleph. There's like question marks under some of this stuff. I guess it's for like spelling stuff. Uh, Leia is introduced as she feels what's happening to Ben. Chewbacca and Lieutenant Connix tell Leia and that the Quat team is back. They're shocked to see a Star Destroyer, which has landed on the planet. Funny moment with Ray using a mind trick on First Order officers who were still on the ship. So we still got some comedy coming in here. <laughs> uh, Ray confides in Finn that she doesn't feel like she has what it takes to be a Jedi and can't live up to everyone's expectations. Finn asks her if she still senses Kylo. Ray confesses she's been having nightmares. Finn asks if it's Kylo. Ray says she can't explain their connection. So they're still like hinting that there's something between these two. Yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't turn into, hey, you are my sister. <laughs> um, Finn, you have to shut him out. He can't change. It's too late, Ray. And she says, it's never too late to change. You taught me that. So, you know, something they kind of didn't really touch on that much in Rise of Skywalker is his stormtrooper, like him giving up versus like they just threw in all those characters like, hey, we were like you. Yeah. I mean, that that to me, that, it was enough. Yeah, it was enough to be, be like, okay, okay, like you guys are still people yeah you know you have consciences yeah so i mean you know what they did in rise of skywalker was fine are the lights keep dimming yeah they just like flicker sometimes yeah. this place is haunted <laughs> there's no such thing as ghosts. uh oh, there's force ghosts it's <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're right uh resistance realizes that the star star destroyer still has most of its weapons tanks tie fighters etc only missing pieces and army to use it so yeah okay so we have a ragtag group of resistance from the last jedi that's all they had left but now they have, hey, we got this big thing that could be a force for an army. Um, Ray searching the Jedi text because she took so... I don't know if you caught this because you only saw The Last Jedi once and I didn't catch it. The the ancient she, Jedi... She grabbed the books yeah. out of the tree when it was burning. Yeah. Uh, or before it burned. Before it burned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess you saw Rise of Skywalker. They showed him in there. Um, Ray searching the Jedi text from Octu discovers that under Coruscant's Jedi Temple, there's a communication system called a Force Beacon from the Old Republic that can send a signal to 50 planets. Well, that's an oddly specific number. (laughs) Uh, They plan on using it to get allies. The First Order can't stop it since it predates Imperial tech. Ray says, hope is all we have left. I feel like they say that a lot. It's the theme of Star Wars. The theme of Star Wars has always been hope and redemption, which is why every Star Wars movie fucking ends with somebody being redeemed or redeemed. And then... 
yeah, they're always pushing that hope message, which, you know, whatever. That's yeah, fine. it's fine. It's just, I just feel like they, they really kind of hammer it in sometimes. Yeah. Um, Force Ghost Luke appears as Ray trains. Luke is pushing Ray to get stronger in the Force while he is pushing Kylo to let Ben out. So you got Luke pulling double duty here. Uh, Kylo makes it back to Coruscant. His face is damaged. Mandalorian armor is smelted and being applied to his face. Confronts Hux and belittles him, saying he doesn't need titles. I don't know what they mean by applied to his face. Just like maybe like a... Like are they literally grafting armor pieces onto his skin? Maybe. So that he's just becoming like a monster. Which I'm totally fine for. I like I like the idea of the Sith like kind of just becoming more and more fucked up. Yeah, just becoming more detached. Yeah. There was a uh, the Knights of the Old Republic video game. I know you probably didn't play it. Is that a, was that PS1 or PS2? It was a computer, actually. Oh, oh well, actually, it was on Xbox. Um, the original Xbox. Uh, but there, the main villain in that was Darth Malak, and he had this like metal thing over his mouth. And later, he takes it off, and it shows he just doesn't have a bottom jaw, and that his voice actually just comes from like this computerized like voice box underneath this metal thing. Ooh. And he was like a badass villain, so I was kind of like that stuff. Um, uh, Ray to Luke as they train balance. The dark suffocates the light. Light extinguishes the dark over and over and over again. How is that balance in the Force? Luke says, I know that anger. My father had it too. Ray says, so says my master and his master before him. A thousand masters so eager to tell us how to live. So this is something from The Last Jedi I'm noticing. Because um, The Last Jedi was like, hey, all the Jedi, like the Jedi and their hubris allowed Darth Sidious to fucking happen. Like it was showing that like, hey, the Jedi weren't so great either. Um, and it kind of challenges the idea that maybe they could be better. It's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that that's Ray's future to be the best of the Jedi, which I, you know, in Rise of Skywalker, they kind of do that um, with at the end with her, like hearing all the voices and stuff. Yeah, that was that was actually pretty cool. I actually really like that. Um, it would have been it would have been better to actually kind of see like maybe flashes of their faces because like, yeah, or something. I feel like some of them like they definitely had like Samuel Jackson's voice. Yeah, it was like Sam Jackson, Hayden Christensen, Yoda, Frank Oz, you definitely hear. But then it was like characters from Clone Wars. And it's like, I watch Clone Wars. I'm not familiar enough with some of those voices. Yeah. Aside it, from Ahsoka. It would have been. I, and I, I, I don't know if that has to do with like it, it being expensive to kind of have them in physically shown or maybe. anything. But I don't know. I feel like that could have been a nice little touch. Like, I was fine with the voices, but it was definitely some of just, like, I, I didn't know who that was. I had to go look it up. Um, and it, it's a nice way to connect those TV shows because they never have really done it with the movies too much. Um, so the rest of the exchange between Ray and Luke is basically Ray trying to back away from being a Jedi. She admits she is no one, and Luke trying to convince her. He says the Force is speaking to her. Back to Kylo. He and Hux continue to snipe at each other. Kylo says he's leaving again but not before telling Hux the power he discovered will make destroying planets insignificant. This series can't get away from destroying planets. They just love it. It's, yeah. I mean, what's the worst thing to happen in a, in a space movie? It's just I guess, yeah. a planet blowing up, right? Uh, introducing a star destroyer that can blow up a planet all on its own. I suppose because it's like, if, it's just like, well, if the threat is like contained to one planet, it's just like, all right, well, let's just go to another planet. But if, yeah. that, th- if that threat can follow you anywhere, then yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kylo's last order to Hux is find the resistance, wipe them out, leave the girl to me. So we got Team A, Rose, Finn, R2, 3PO. They're going to Coruscant to light the beacon. Team B, Ray, Poe, Chewbacca, going to a planet to find someone to help Ray figure out what she needs to do. Uh, yes, this description is that vague is what it says. <laughs> um, 
Kylo's going. That's usually how it is, though. It's always yeah. like very vague. Yeah. So we got so we got just everybody going off everywhere. Which I will say, I like about the Rise of Skywalker was you finally got all of them together as a team, uh, like them going to look for the beacon or whatever. Oh yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, like I, it's kind of the bummer of Last Jedi. I was like, ah, oh, you know, everybody's still separated, but um, very yeah. But I, I, my favorite parts of that movie were also Ray and Luke training, and um, then Ray and Kylo. So. Um, Kylo's going to a Sith planet, Remnicor. That can't fucking be the planet name. That's worse than Exegol. I think, was it Remnicor not the one that they used in Rise of Skywalker? No, it was Exegol. Exegol? Yeah. Which it should have just been Korriban, which Korriban is like the Sith planet from the expanded universe, like the books and games and stuff. I don't know why they didn't just use Korriban. Mm. Um, before he leaves Coruscant, he takes Vader's mask and says he understands Vader now. Kylo, you allowed love to cloud your judgment, and he throws Vader's mask off a balcony, and it shatters. I, I kind of, that sounds kind of cool. That's the good visual. Of yeah, like, like finally being completely detached from like everything. Yeah, like I want him to be his own villain. That's like the one thing I wanted from that last movie. Uh, before Ray, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Leia stays at the base overseeing the resistance. Uh, before Ray leaves, she and Leia have an exchange where Ray says she believes they're still good in Kylo. Leia is skeptical, but Ray believes in her Jedi training. Leia says, you're not like my father or my brother. You're new. Whatever happens, remember the Force chooses you, Ray. Your story isn't written by anyone else. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so then the guy who did this review or whatever that says he's just summarizing now. So the First Order tracks down the stolen Star Destroyer to Kor Alaf. Resistance escapes. Uh, Team A successfully infiltrates the Jedi Temple to turn on the beacon Cut to different places around the galaxy receiving the signal. We get a Bosk cameo, which Bosk was like the lizard bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back. Oh, hell yeah. Um, uh, it, it is then cut off by the First Order, although they said the First Order, it was pre-Empire tech. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Team A then flees into the underbelly of Coruscant. Unless they were like, they followed them there Yeah, to maybe. cut it off. Uh, oh, that could be. Yeah. Um, Team B are being pursued by the Knife Nine, which is the Knights of Renship. And eventually reach the planet Bonadan. Uh, Kylo reaches Remnicor and confronts Tor Valum, who's a 7,000-year-old alien of unknown origin. Spindly, intense, sinew, muscle, very Lovecraftian. Which, yeah, if they're going to put Cthulhu in this, I'm down. Yeah, that uh, sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Kylo begins training with Valum. Uh, Ode to the Empire Strikes Back cave scene where Kylo fights Vader. Fight is brutal, brutal and Kylo loses. Uh, Bonadan Poe takes Ray to a seer who can pull information out of memories. The seer pulls a star chart out of Ray's mind from her visions with Kylo. The Knights of Ren show up and fight Ray in a lightsaber battle. She defeats them and Team B escapes. Which I, I guess Kylo fights the Knights of Ren in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. That was actually one of the better. Scenes. It's awesome. Yeah, when, I love he, the passing of the got, lightsaber. Yeah, scene. that like, I, I that was one of my like gripes at first. Where I was just like. When the fuck do they establish that they can do that? In but then, the Last Jedi, yeah, no, they they did, but then yeah. it just seemed like very much like I've never seen that before, and it was kind of, it was cool after yeah. after I kind of like let it sit. I was like, no, 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 I, I kind of like it. Always it. bugs me when somebody complains about like, oh, well, we've never seen that in a Star Wars movie before. Because think of A New Hope. What do they show you about the Force in A New Hope that Obi Wan can alter people's minds? Like you know, these aren't the droids you're looking for. And then he um, just when he gets hit with the lightsaber, he just disappears. Yeah, and then. He's showing Luke how to use his senses with the training droid and then how he to use his senses again to blow up the Death Star. Sure. And I guess like that's true. Like that's and the the entire like length of the movie, like of 
A New Hope. Yeah. I feel like it, it's like in the span of a couple weeks. It happens like super quick. It doesn't Even feel like a couple a fair... days, I would say. I yeah. Mean... It, like, it doesn't feel like a long time. So it's like he didn't really give him a lot of training. Yeah. Like he basically was like, all right, here's like, here's the bullet yeah. points of like. But then in The Empire Strikes Back, the first thing he does is pull his lightsaber out of the snow. Right. But we never saw that before. That's true. No, that's very true because it's it's just the, the progression of training. Like, yeah. And so it always bugs me. People like, oh, we never saw that before. It's like, yeah, but you didn't show anyone move anything with the Force either. But yeah, Luke did it in Empire. No one complained. Um, okay, so both Rey and Kylo eventually get to Mortis. So that apparently this is Mortis, the Mortis, a.k.a. Yeah. Canyon's uh, masked character in WCW. Oh, God, yeah. Spelled <laughs> differently, though. It's M-O-R-T-I-S. Uh, Leia asks Lando, oh, so Lando's here apparently, um, if he will organize the smugglers and fight the First Order. So Lando's the leader of the smugglers? Of course. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Rose is captured and tortured by the First Order, but is able to escape. Uh, Finn R2 3PO. <laughs> I just love how like, nonchalant that is. Yeah. She's captured and tortured, but she, she escapes. It's yeah. fine. Like, there's, yeah, the, the stuff he's all summarizing at this point. Uh, Finn, R2, and 3PO start a citizens' uprising on Coruscant around the First Order's citizens' uh, citadel and palace. So they're just like getting all the people. Fucking getting them rowdy. Yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, Leia brings her forces to Coruscant to battle the FO. Oh, First Order. Uh, massive space battle and ground battle. Return of the Jedi style. You know how this works. Chewie flies an X-Wing. Hell yeah. That's what, that <laughs> yeah. should have been happening. I'd be down with that. Um, yeah, no mention of the Falcon here. I guess Ray would probably have it. Um, Ray and Kylo battle on Mortis using force energy that they pull from each other. At some point, it is revealed Kylo killed Ray's parents at the behest of Snoke. Toward the end, Luke, Obi-Wan, Yoda appear as force ghosts to save Ben, but are unsuccessful. Ben is extinguished. So Ben dies, um, you know, no redemption, really. Uh, he's the main villain. Him killing her parents, though? Yeah. I I don't I'm, yeah like why seems a little like like he's trying to bring her to her, to her side or his yeah. side why would he like f- risk pushing her further away yeah. by like killing well um yeah I don't know I mean I guess so Snoke would maybe sense her in the Force and know that she, but he seems so unaware of her in Force Awakens and Last Jedi so so that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, so blah, 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 just for that. Yeah. So this, this little final thing is, uh, resistance one first order loses, uh, one final detail. Han Solo did appear in the script and does confront Kylo at some point. So yeah, this whole last part, it's all just going off this dude's YouTube fucking. So he, he really summed up this last part. So there's not a lot of details there, but that would have been our star Wars, the duel of fates. That's, I mean, it, that sounds like it would have been pretty awesome to see. Um, it's definitely a lot different than what we got. Yeah. Um, so let's like kind of compare it to The Rise of Skywalker a little bit. Um, I know some people really complained about this. It did not bother me. How did you feel about the kiss? Um, I Okay. I ultimately don't care, but that's mostly because... At no point did I really kind of feel like they, they, there was always this chemistry between the two, yeah. but it never to me felt like, like a sexual chemistry. It was always just like, we're, we are bound together by energy. We're bound mm-hmm. together by something bigger than like ourselves, the force, you know, this yeah. is like this thing that's driving us together. Um, 
it's literally connecting them. They could see each other when and talk to each other when they're, you know, yeah, you know, their visions or whatever. And um, at no point to me did it really feel like it was like a love thing. And may and maybe the kiss wasn't like a love kiss. It was more like just like oh, it was out of out of passion, kiss. you know, like. Um, but I always kind of I felt like they were really setting up for for Finn and and Ray and yeah. like it almost like, like there was a couple times in Rise of Skywalker where he was like oh I gotta tell you something important and so they was, revealed what he was going to tell her was that he is force sensitive and you if you so I saw the movie twice mm. I think you only saw it once right yeah I only saw it once um, when you watch it the second time there's a couple moments where he's like I know it or something and they're like well how do you know and he's just like a feeling I just know I have a he's, feeling yeah. I think that's dumb. I like the idea that Finn wasn't force sensitive and he was just a hero because he was a hero. He had balls. Yeah. Um, you know, same thing with like Poe, you know, um, I didn't think he needed it. Uh, I definitely thought they were going to be pushing them together, but I will say again, I think you should go back and rewatch the last Jedi. Um, that every scene with them together, I feel like there is this kind of, she wants him redeemed and I think she wants him redeemed because she does have some feelings for him because there is a connection and maybe she doesn't understand it, but like, so, you know, that whole scene where they kill Snoke and I think a lot of it is there, but in their visions as well, like when he tells her, like when they're sitting in her like hut or whatever, having the vision together and he's telling her the story of like, uh, Luke going to kill him or whatever. And then they go to like touch hands, you know, there's like this moment where they're, they're feeling each other. Like they have this connection and it's through the force, but maybe that is something deeper. And you always felt like she wanted him to be redeemed because she did have some kind of love for him. And so, you know, I wouldn't say I qualify as a Raylo as some people would say. Oh my God. The shippers. Um, but like, to me, it made sense. Like, again, we, I go back to that line of you're nothing, but like you're everything to me right. or whatever. Um, I but always, I, but I also kind of felt like that could have been like he just really wanted her on his team, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like he was a villain because he felt like he had to be, like, because he killed Han Solo, and then she's like, "Why did you hate your father?" And he's like, "I didn't hate my father." It's like he, he even he, hesitated when he yeah. did it. Like it, it, you could see it on his face that he didn't want to do it, but he felt like he had to. And do it. hey, he, the line is, "I have to do something. I don't know if I have the strength to do it." And you think it's like, you know, I want to turn away from the dark side. But what it is, is he kills his father. But then in the Rise of Skywalker, in, in a scene I really like, I love the Han Solo scene in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, dude. They um, do the opposite. As soon as he, as soon as you hear, hey, kid. Yeah. I like, my heart just dropped <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, getting like teary uh, There were only like two moments where I almost cried in, this, in the second viewing. The first viewing I was just kind of taking in. In the second viewing, I almost cried in the Han Solo scene. I almost cried um, at the end when all the ships show up. When hey, hey. yeah, I was like, hey, there's more of us. That <laughs> was, Babu Freak. That, yeah, Babu Freak. Shout out to him. I don't know why he, the, the hell he was there. Oh, he's so good. It's but just to show you that just he to lived. show you that he was there. And honestly, it feels so like added into that scene because she's just in her ship and he just like pops up. <laughs> yeah, uh, like what it, was he doing? Down it feels there? like they just CG'd it in because like, oh, well, people are gonna really like this character, so let's show that he oh, lived. Dude, they he's the best. Yeah, like that whole moment of all the ships showing up is pretty cheesy, but it's it's cool. It's like, hey, everyone's coming to fight. This you is know? it. This is the this is the main yeah. event. This is everything that they've fought for um, in all nine of these movies. And yeah. it was like it was a nice, uh, what's a uh, culmination yeah. to it all. Um, but yeah, I will say like my biggest problem is I I wanted Kylo Ren to be the villain. Um, I didn't. I, I don't. I don't. I like that he like kind of finally like. I like that he's redeemed, yeah. and I think you. I think you can have both. I think he can be the villain, and he redeems before his death. 
Kind of similar, sure. Which is to what I Vader. felt. Which is what I felt like was going to happen. Yeah, me too. But they redeem him like a third of the way, or like two thirds of the way through the movie, and then he just kind of like disappears for a while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like the scene where he comes back. I like the passing of the lightsaber. Like, there's there is great stuff in Rise of Skywalker, but just like fundamentally story wise, I do kind of lean more towards this version. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely there was a lot that I I mean it, I guess I can agree with it. But in, until I would have seen it, like on, yeah. on screen, it could have been, it could have come off differently. Um, I mean, we're just reading bullet points, sure. So like, it kind of sounds like not a lot happens. So maybe it wouldn't have been that great. But like, I think the stuff that it does, because you know, there's a big chunk where she's like, oh, they're hanging out this place, or they're bouncing from planet to planet. They're not describing a lot of action. Maybe there's action in the script. He's just not talking about, right, or whatever. But um, or it I wasn't was, even written out yet. Yeah, and it's an early draft. You know, it's from they said twelve sixteen. So it was a week. It was like a week after uh, Last Jedi or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I like this version in the sense that it does what I wanted. That's like, nah, man, Kylo Ren is the bad guy. Uh, it doesn't sound like it does a lot with Hux. Which I mean, the rise of Skywalker kind of didn't either. Like I like the whole "I'm the spy" moment, and there's like I knew it and stuff like this. Um, that was fun. Yeah, I also did not see that coming. I was like, I, oh shit, I totally saw it coming. Just because like there's that great scene in the Last Jedi where Kylo Ren is knocked out after the whole Ray uh, lightsaber scene, and he like moves his cloak like he's gonna take out his gun and shoot him, but then Kylo Ray starts waking up, so he just like slowly lets off of it. Like he fucking hates him. So like it's exact, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty obvious. Yeah, and honestly, what I always wanted was um, I wanted like I I pictured an ending of like let's say. Kylo Ren is on a sh- like there's a big space battle. Hux is controlling one ship. Kylo Ren's controlling another ship, and Hux just decides to turn on Kylo Ren or vice versa. And that's how I kind of wanted Hux to die. Is like, oh, he tries to take him out, and they just both end up dying or something. Um, like that. That was would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this version kind of doesn't deal with a lot with like what's going on with General Hux. Um, like the one thing I'll say about the rise of Skywalker is there's a lot fucking happening in that movie. Like it starts and it never slows down. It, yeah. It's, it's like a, a, I won't say it's a sprint, but it's definitely a, a fast jog the entire yeah. time. Cause like, honestly the, the small moments where it does slow down are my favorite moments of the movie. Um, but yeah, and then just the whole Palpatine thing. I just can't get over that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. It didn't ruin the movie for me. I was yeah. kind of just like, all right, I guess this is fine. And so like, like, it didn't, it didn't take anything away from it. And it yeah. was, it was a nice little way to kind of tie it in completely. Yeah. I just, I hate that it just felt like it came out of nowhere. It definitely felt yeah. like it came out of nowhere. And then the whole Snoke is just like a clone thing. Like, why couldn't Snoke just be Snoke? Like, he doesn't need, he can just be this mysterious character. Like, he doesn't, not everything did they, needs Did they answer. establish that? Yeah. He says, I made Snoke. And then you see like fake Snokes floating in a chamber as Kylo Ren is walking to like, when he shows up at the planet at the beginning of the movie. Oh. I was just like, Snoke, it was kind of dark. I made Snoke. And I made that. Then literally like a second later he walks by like a vat of like snokes something something something, something dark, dark side, side. <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> i don't know i guess like that kind of i mean because it just seemed like who the fuck's this snoke guy too yeah and then, and then he dies like very like, i loved it though like i love that scene so much it was it was a great scene like yeah and just that whole fight scene i think is fucking one of my favorite fight scenes in a star wars movie it just it was like, oh shit, now what? And then yeah. they didn't really like they didn't really follow up on that very well. But like I like that like I said, I feel like Kylo Ren felt like I have to be a villain, because like what else would I be? 
and like you know him taking down snow because like he had a time to turn away from it but he went all in and just like no like fuck it let's just do this like let's 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 just go for it let the past die you know i love how too in like the star wars universe it's like turning on your fucking boss and killing him <laughs> is not looked down upon at all it's just like no. all right well i guess well, you're, I guess in, you're charge in charge now, now. <laughs> it, like it's always been that way yeah uh well you know trial by combat and all that i guess yeah they're kind of um, like right, only the strong survive yeah but i don't know i like what this version does in the sense that kylo ren is the villain and you know i would love to get my hands on the actual thing i want to see the intricate details but just reading it on a bullet point i'm like it's interesting i don't know if it would be better but i i think it's it feels more like a sequel than the rise of skywalker did correct yeah i, I can definitely agree with that and Maybe something will pop up soon. Maybe you'll you'll be able to find this. And... I I want it so bad. <laughs> like this will be my white whale. Um, you know, if if somebody has it, maybe it will. And again, this could all be fucking bullshit. It sounds bullshit, bullshit. bullshit. It sounds like it fits. Like it sounds like it would have been written by somebody who was kind of, you know, there and done it. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any any more any more thoughts on it? Or are we tapped out on Star Wars here? Um. I mean, like like you said, I would love to. I would love to kind of see a little bit more details and and yeah. what this was. And uh, no, I, I I you know I like this version. I like what we got. Yeah. But I would. This would have been interesting to see uh, on the screen. Yeah. Well, like I said, my biggest problem with the Rise of Skywalker is just it feels like fan service. And yeah. 100%. I and it's, it's catering to the fan that I was not because uh-huh. I loved the Last Jedi. <laughs> Um, like I said, it, it felt like a, a Star Wars movie that challenged what a Star Wars movie could be. And then the rise of Skywalker just felt like they were playing it safe. Um, so like this one, you know, it, it sounds like a continuation of that. And it's, it sounds like one that if it came out as is, as we're reading it, it probably would have been fine. Um, and you know what it, the third movie is usually not the best one. Like revenge of the Sith is the best prequel, but it's like, we're, you know, Rise of Skywalker was not the best of the sequels, and um, Return of the Jedi was not the best of the originals. Shout, um, out, to, shout out to the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For me, Rogue One still my favorite. Dude, I, I... And I was, like, weird about it when I first saw it, but, like, the more... T- like, I've watched it a couple times since, and it's, like, that one, I feel like, challenges what a Star Wars movie 100%. is. Because it's it's more... It's way more of, like, a drama. Uh, an action drama. Like but, people make fun of Rogue One. So, oh, and people say it's like, oh, it's like the Star Wars movie for adults. But it honestly kind of feels that way to me. No, it definitely feels like there's more. There's more to that story than just like Star Wars. It's like this, yeah, this father, you know, who's like, you know, or this the the, the girl who's who's trying to avenge the death of her father, uh, which just seems to be the the trope in all of these movies. But yeah. Um, well, it's not even avenge. Well, I guess she he does die in the middle of it, but she's just you know I like her whole thing of. I just I just don't want to get involved or whatever. And they're like, hey, you know, the living in the world with the Empire is hard for everybody. And she has that line is like, it's not so hard if you don't look up. Like talking about you don't look up, you don't see the flags, you don't you just don't worry about it. You just keep your head down and do your own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's kind of dragged into being a hero. And then I like that whole cast. And the way how it ends too is Oh, so, the ending is so fucking good. It's beautiful. Um it's one of my favorite space battles in a Star Wars movie. I love that battle above the planet. Mm-hmm. Um I love that whole cast of characters. Like people say they're forgettable. But I love every single one of them. Like I think they're all pretty interesting. They're all pretty fun. The robot K two S O is great. Oh yeah. Um, and then know, that scene at the very end when when it goes Vader. right yeah. into the the beginning Fucking, of New Hope and yeah. Vader just wrecking everybody. Oh, that's so good. Um, and imagine how much better that scene would have been if we didn't know Vader was in the movie. 
Because like there's that scene where he goes to talk to Vader in the middle of the movie, and it's so pointless because you don't even learn any new information in that. Yeah. Uh, but just take that scene out and like don't put Vader in any of the trailers, and just imagine where like you're you're <laughs> fucking two hours into this movie, and all of a sudden just hear. <laughs> And he just fucking appears like that lightsaber turning on. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh my fucking god!" Dude, but like, it's still. I mean, I still it got still that reaction. Great, but like, if yeah. that was your first time seeing him in that movie, oh, that you'd would be, be like, "Dude, be perfect." <laughs> like, oh, that's my biggest problem with that movie is that Vader. Just cut that scene out. Um, right. That I guess that that was that was our Star Wars episode nine that never happened. The Star Wars episode nine point five. Yeah, make it a comic book. Yeah, they've done that before. Yeah. Because they took George Lucas's original rough draft, which we covered episode three. Go check it out. Um, which was very boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the script, not the episode. It's actually one of my favorite episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, they just turned his original rough draft into a comic book. It was just called The Star Wars. Oh, that's and interesting. It's actually pretty... It, that was the way I actually had to read it because the script was so fucking boring. I switched over to the comic book version just because like, I need something to keep me interested. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't... Damn. That, that's uh, that's that's episode nine, Duel of Fates. Well, th- this is the Dueling Fates of podcasts yeah. uh, with this crossover episode. Uh, Jeremy, wha- where can people find you uh, um, on, social, on the social media machines? Uh, the social media. Uh, everything is at Shelved Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Shelved Podcasts on Facebook. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash shelved, I think it is, just shelved. Um, yeah. You could be, you could be the first patron. There are there are no patrons currently. <laughs> um, I th- I'm thinking about reworking the reward tier there, but there's some there's some fun stuff on there. Um, probably gonna have shirts soon. I mean, I have the designs. I'm just waiting for the website to be redesigned to throw them up there. So, sure, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and if you want to know more about me, I guess I mean, my life's not that interesting. <laughs> it's pretty fucking interesting, <laughs> man. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter at the Matnix, T H E M A T T K N I C K S, uh, and we are my Violet Podcast on Twitter. The uh, Violet, as in the color, not violent. Yes. So, uh, and then yeah, like and we, our so we microphone pop filters are also violet. They're both purple. Yes. Well, that's because I bought the pack of Mike socks, and they were yeah. just like, there's two purple ones in here. Well, I guess I'll use those. And yeah. You gave me one, actually. The ones on my microphones are from you. Hell yeah. Uh, and then, like we said at the top of the podcast, you can find both of our shows pretty much everywhere. Uh, yeah. Well, This uh, is going to go up on both of our feeds. It's a little cross-promotion here. Yeah. Uh, well, hell yeah. Let's uh, right. let's get the heck out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for coming and talking Star Wars with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scare, scare, scare. <laughs> <laughs>